Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Morning, Andrew. Well, hey there, Edwin. End of the week, wrapping up Psalm 47. You excited about today? I am excited about today. All this talk about uh, the nations and the Lord and the King. And, you know, on Fridays, we like to talk about Jesus. I wonder if we can find Jesus in the midst of all this talk of kings and worship and praise. <laughs> That's going to be a great day. So I've got Psalm 47 here from the New International Version, Psalm 47. For the director of music of the sons of Korah, a psalm. Clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries of joy. How awesome is the Lord Most High, the great king over all the earth. He subdued nations under us peoples under our feet. He chose our inheritance for us, the pride of Jacob, whom he loved. God has ascended amid shouts of joy, the Lord amid the sounding of trumpets. Sing praises to God. Sing praises. Sing praises to our King. Sing praises. For God is the King of all the earth. Sing to him a psalm of praise. God reigns over the nations. God is seated on his holy throne. The nobles of the nations assemble as the people of the God of Abraham. For the kings of the earth belong to God. He is greatly exalted. He is greatly exalted. Here's what's really fascinating about that. Go back to Psalm 46. Psalm 46 and verse 10. Mm -hmm. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. Mm -hmm. What Psalm 47 has actually been is essentially a response to that. In Psalm 46, God says, this is what's going to happen. In Psalm 47, it happens. It happens. And And it's called to mind that the nations and the entire earth needs to be praising and exalting God. And that's exactly what we find here. So this business about I will be exalted, um, I I, I can't remember if you pointed this out earlier or maybe have mentioned it in passing, but God, there's a name for God here in this psalm, right? It's Yahweh Elion, is Yahweh that how Elion, you say? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, Yahweh Elion, Lord Most High, the Lord Most High. I mean, it, is there something to that? The fact that you know, I will be exalted, and we're going to call him the Lord Most High in this psalm. He is absolutely. He is the Most High. He is, and the phrase that's often used in Scripture for these kinds of things: God of gods, King of kings, Lord of lords. Okay. In those ancient idioms, that didn't mean he is the God above, or God of all the gods. We've got all the gods. Gods, but they have a God who is him. It's the idea of being God to the uttermost, being king to the uttermost. Being, so, so like a Hebrew of Hebrews would mean I am Hebrew to the absolute uttermost, an American of Americans. I am American to the uttermost. So it's not really the idea of like in the Greek pantheon, there was Zeus who was kind of calling the shots among gods. Right. But it's not that. It's not that. It's not that. Though, 
Um, I, again, I think we need to recognize a path because Israel had been so impacted by the polytheism of yeah, Egypt and yeah. the world around them that there was a path that they were being brought along. And so I, it, it wouldn't surprise me if for a time Israel themselves didn't see their God in that kind of pantheon way mm. that they're being trained out of, mm-hmm. that, okay, there's all these gods and ours is just one among many, hope we can win, to, oh, there's all these gods, but ours is the biggest and the toughest and the top to, oh, wait, no, no, there is one who is God, there and are, that's our God. And there are no other gods. He is, And he is God of everything, everyone, everywhere. Mm-hmm. And therefore, God of gods, not, not the top of the gods, mm-hmm. but the ultimate, the only, who will give his glory to no other, because mm. there is no other who has that glory. Yeah, yeah. And this is God, Father, Son, and Spirit. That's, that's yeah, who it is. It's that's amazing. It is. It's an amazing, amazing so thing. Yahweh so he will be Elion. exalted. Yahweh Elion. Every once in a while, we like to, to go a little deeper with those names. So I appreciate <laughs> you doing that. I appreciate you doing Here's that. Here's what's fascinating how this psalm ends. We've we've been talking about how all the nations are supposed to praise God. Uh-huh. And it, it still has that idea. You've got Israel, and then you've got Syria, and you've got Assyria, and you've got Egypt, and you've got Babylon. And then today, you know, you've got Great Britain, and you've got the United States of America, and Mexico, and Canada, yada, yada, yada. And so verse 8, God reigns over the nations. God sits on his holy throne. Verse 9, the princes of the peoples gather as the people of the God of Abraham. For the shields of the earth belong to God. He is highly exalted. I do know there's some translational issues with these statements. Yeah. But the the consistent picture seems to be focused on the idea that all of these other princes have actually come together now, mm-hmm. not as here's Israel and all the other nations, but now having blessed and praised and worshiped God and understood the promised blessings, now coming together as one people, as all gathered together as the people of the God of Abraham. Well, and what's powerful about that is you've had both of these patriarchs mentioned in this psalm, Mm. Abraham, Jacob by name. Mm -hmm. And what that calls us to mind is the covenant as well as the promise. We talked a little bit about the promise to multiply the descendants of Abraham and make him a great nation. Earlier in the week, yeah. Give them the land, but then ultimately that by his seed all nations would be blessed. And so I love that. Here is the fruition then that uh, all the nations have come together by this God of Abraham who's faithful to his word, who's made a way to bring them all home, bring them all together. And you and I know that way is Jesus Christ, that Jesus is the seed who fulfills that promise. And Jesus is the king of this kingdom that fills all the world. We talked about that earlier in the week and uh, inviting all nations to come be part of it. We go back to Psalm 2. Which, which introduced us to this entire book of praises, of laments, of requests, of, of confessions, of honoring the king, of even talking about a wedding. The whole thing begins, Psalm 1, you need to meditate on God's law. Right. Psalm 2, I have set my king on his holy hill. Mm. And now we come to Psalm 47 and we find out that God himself is the king. Okay, God himself is the king. Yet, Psalm 2, it was... His son is the king. Yeah. Now we've come to Psalm 47, but God himself is the king. Maybe that should be causing us to look forward to something special and something spectacular. How yeah. David might refer to the Messiah as his son and yet also refer to him as Lord. And yeah. 
How does all that fit together? Yeah, you have a son of God. You have Emmanuel, God with us, and it's in Jesus Christ. Who is the son of David and yet is God, who has yeah. come into this world in the flesh, and he sits on his throne and he has ascended. He was in the beginning. He, you know, In the beginning mm-hmm. was the Word. The Word was with God. The Word was God. This Word became flesh. Yeah, dwelt he, among us. He dwelt among us. He tabernacled among us. He lived. He died. And he was resurrected. Mm-hmm. And that led to him ascending to the throne, God among us, son of David, son of God, son of man, king. And what he does is he brings all peoples together. I love a picture of this in uh, the book of pictures and symbols in Revelation chapter 7 and uh, verse number 9, Revelation 7 verse 9. After these things I looked and behold a great multitude which no one could number of all nations, tribes, peoples, and tongues standing before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with white robes, with palm branches in their hands, and crying out with a loud voice saying, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. All these nations had come together. And here they are recognizing this throne or this kingship, God on the throne, the lamb there. It's all fulfilled in Christ. The lamb who is the shepherd. Mm. The lamb who is the shepherd. In John chapter 10, Jesus has his sermon about being the good shepherd. And in John chapter 10 and verse 16, as he's speaking to the Jews, he says, I have sheep that are not of this fold that are going to come together and be a part of this. I think what he's talking about there is, I know I'm speaking to the Israelites now, but there are Gentiles. There are those who are not of this fold who are going to come to be a part of the one flock, the nation, the gathering of the people of the God of Mm -hmm. Abraham, which Jesus accomplished Mm -hmm. by his death, his burial, his resurrection, as he separates, excuse me, not separates, but takes away the separation that had kept Israel and the nations apart from one another. Through him, the reconciliation comes so that Gentiles and Jews can together be a part of this one flock, this one nation, this one people. And what Psalm 47 does is says that when we get to the New Testament, it shouldn't surprise us. We shouldn't be shocked. I know we are, but we shouldn't be because it was already, it was it was in-baked. It was yeah. baked in to what we find in the scriptures of Israel to look forward to the princes of all the peoples actually being a part of this one people, and that happens through Jesus. Well, and I hadn't thought maybe necessarily in terms of it being baked in, but I mean, you're absolutely right. The The DNA of the gospel runs throughout the scriptures so that you can come to a passage in 1 Corinthians 15 where the apostle is talking about the gospel, and he says, Jesus died for our sins according to the scriptures, was buried, and on the third day rose according to the scriptures and Mm -hmm. was seen. And so all of this is being prophesied and foretold. God is calling his shots, and it comes to pass. And the glory of it, I think, is captured here in a psalm like Psalm 47, right? That, That all these nations can be his people and praise him for it. In Ephesians chapter 2, beginning at verse 11, Therefore remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, 
alienated from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ Jesus, you who once were far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace, who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility by abolishing the law of commandments expressed in an ordinances that he might create in himself one new man in place of the two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. There was a time when God was working among Israel, and all the other nations were just separated from that. They were without God. And because so. of that, they were they were without yeah. God. They were without hope. There was no salvation. How what sad is that? Well, it's tremendously sad. Yeah. I mean... Though I don't think they noticed it. Well, I don't think they recognized it. I think today we uh, approach the idea of different cultures and different religions of who is anyone to say that, you know, one is better than another and one is true and another is false. You know, they all have their role to play. But what the scripture is saying is, no, no, no. If you're apart from God, you're without hope. This is sad. And and where what, what we had as God brought his plan into fruition is he called out a nation and said, look. This is where you meet me. Mm-hmm. You meet me among this people, among this body, through their law. Mm-hmm. But now what he has done is he has taken down that dividing wall, and those of us who were apart from him because we were not a part of the commonwealth of Israel right. have been brought in to the commonwealth of Israel. But we haven't been brought into the commonwealth of Israel through circumcision. We no. haven't been brought into the commonwealth of Israel by keeping the feasts and the Passover right, and the Sabbath right. and the dietary laws. We have been brought into the commonwealth of Israel through the blood of Jesus Christ because he has sacrificed himself in order to be the fulfillment of all that God was looking for, in order to be that perfect image bearer, we coming into him Mm-hmm. are now a part of that one body, whether Jew or Gentile. And now we have hope, and now we have salvation, and the princes of the peoples gather as the people of the God of Abraham. Wow. To praise him. And if that's not something to praise about, then I don't know what is. No kidding. Which reminds me, what's happening this Sunday? Hey, this Sunday we're going to be gathering together to worship at Livingston. If you're in the Tampa area, we want to meet you. We want you to come out and worship with us. All the information you need about that is found at the website, christiansmeethere.org christiansmeethere.org. Edwin, would you lead us in prayer? Holy God, thank you for this week of study in Psalm 47. Thank you for the praises. Thank you for being our God. We lift you up. We praise your name. We confess you as king. We know, Lord, that you go up on shouts of praise, and we are just thankful that you are our God. We are thankful that you are true to your nature, to your deity, to your royalty, to your loyal love. Help us to lift you up always. It's through your son, Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. 
Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna. Christ is captain of the mighty throne. Good morning, Edwin. (laughs) Sorry. Somebody's got to start this thing. I know. I'm sorry. I just lost it right as I hit the button. Okay. Hold on. Give me a second. <laughs>